This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, as as we come before you this morning, we are so dependent on you. And what we would ask this morning is that as we gather around your word, and in fact, not only this morning, but that all of our lives, that you would just continue to pour out, to pour out your mercy on us and that you would refresh us with you and all of who you are. So as we gather here this morning, then, Lord, we ask that that your word uh, would penetrate our hearts, that you would dwell there, that you would enliven us, that you would enrich us, that you would transform us to be like you. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. In the powerful and saving name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we're, we're all familiar with parenting this morning, okay? Because uh, we were, uh, were either parents or we were parented in the past, right? And, and so we're all familiar with that. So the question I have for you is, do you know who the perfect parent is? I did. Uh, I knew who the perfect parent was. And, and I'll just be honest with you, okay? I tried to do this humbly and everything. It was me, all right? It, it, it was me uh, uh, until I had children. And, and then that was all out the window. It's all out the window then. So what is the best parenting advice you've ever heard or that you've ever given? When we were on our our intern year and and Jackie had her son and, you know, we were like hundreds uh, of miles away, what, (laughs) you know? Hundreds of miles away from home, we were really nervous and everything. And, and the pastor comes to me and he says, Bill, don't worry about it. He's going to grow up in spite of you. And I've been banking on that ever since. Did your parents have a, a go-to line? Or, or do you have a go-to line? You know, when things need to change, uh, is there something they always said or, or something that, that you said? Uh, I had a line. I didn't have to use it all that often, uh, but whenever Jackie couldn't control her kids and she would need to, uh, you know, get some reinforcement, she would come and get me from off the couch. Uh, I I hope you're understanding that's not good parenting, right? Uh, And she would have to come and get me off the the couch and and, and say maybe it was this that the kids didn't want to take a bath. I just took care of that so easy. I walked in there and I said, hey, here's the deal. You're going to take a bath, okay? The only thing is, are you going to take a bath with your natural skin tone or with a different skin tone? It's your choice, okay? I just want you to know, for the record, for the record, they always took a bath with their natural skin tone, okay? Always. So how would you describe your parenting style or your parents' parenting style? The uh, free range, 
hands-on, hands-off, reasonable, dictatorship, helicopter? Well, well, maybe here's a better question, and it's, it's good for all of us, whether we're presently parenting or not, and that is, what are the values that are being taught in your home? When our kids were, were little and we would go out, one of our babysitters, her name was Darcy Drake, and she'd come over to the house and she'd have a backpack full of supplies. You know, new books for the kids to read, coloring books, crafts for the kids to do, games and, and all that. Because see, Darcy, she, when she came to babysit, she wasn't just going to, you know, watch TV and maybe keep an eye out on the kids or, or listen to the, the music and, and then maybe listen for the kids. No, she was going to engage our kids and experience life with them, and, and every time we would leave the house and Darcy was babysitting, I'd have like this big L on my forehead because, you know, she was doing what I ought to have been doing, right? But what are the values that are being taught inside your home? Probably, too, to, to be honest, Maybe not in your house, maybe in your house, but uh, values today are, are so often being taught by screens. Studies show that the average high schooler spends nine hours a day with a screen in front of them. For middle schoolers, it's six hours. And if we're honest, we're in that mix somewhere too. And so what we're saying to the screen is, entertain me, teach me, guide me, shape my values. We may not realize where we're saying that last part, but that's what's going on, right? And so when our children, when our kids, our grandkids, our nieces, our nephews, and they got that screen, what we're saying is, entertain them, teach them, guide them shape their values. But this isn't anything new to 2019, right? The screen's been shaping values for years, decades. Mr. Rogers, Captain Kangaroo, Sesame Street, Barney, and today YouTubers. Do you know what your child, your grandchild, uh, your niece, your nephew, your neighbors, do you know what their favorite YouTuber is? Who it is? I want you to know values are being taught. One of the biggest problems, I think, with the whole screen thing is it takes so much interaction time away from us and our children. They're focused on the screen. We're focused on the screen. We're not focused on each other. There's, there's little conversation time. You know, and the more we converse with anyone, let alone our kids, the more we get to know them. Did you ever say when you were growing up, you know, my parents just don't understand me? And you think maybe that your children are saying maybe the same thing today? 
The, the, may, the more we converse with them, the more we get to know them. The more we learn about their hopes, their fears, their, their worries, their stress, their dreams, and their joys. That's a good thing, right? The more we talk with them, the more we can share with them the one who is the most important one in the whole world, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So with all of that as background, with all of that real-life stuff, God drops his word into our laps this morning from Deuteronomy chapter 11. And it says this, Be careful, or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. For that to happen, we need to have our hearts filled with the word of God. Remember, not just around, but abound. For for that to happen, we need to have God's word so much there that it's actually guiding our thoughts and our actions. You know, and not just our feelings. Psalm 119, verse 30 says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. We need to have God's word uh, be the employer of our tongues. God and his word are, are not just to be afterthoughts. They are to be the present thought. They aren't to be something that we, we fall into as a last resort. They are to be our go-to right away. Because you see, here's the thing. Just think about it now. If you and I, if we don't teach our kids to follow Christ, the world will teach them not to. If you and I don't teach our kids to follow Christ, our world will teach them not to. Children are great imitators. Give them something great to imitate. Children are great imitators. Give them the someone, Jesus, who is the great one to imitate. More is caught and taught. Parenting today and being a kid today is pretty intense, right? Right away, you know, by the time they're five, six years old, kindergarten and first grade, you know, they should be playing some musical instruments, like four, five, or six of them. You know, by the, by the time they're in second grade, they should know like four languages, 
And, and you know, by the time they're third, fourth grade, they're going to be in 12 sports and on the traveling teams. And not to mention that by the time they were in three pre-K, they were getting A pluses on all their papers. I, I know I'm kind of, kind of exaggerating that, right? But it, it's that pressure that's, that's really there. And I was talking with one of the high school teachers the other day, and what he said was, you know, this, this gives the impression that all this is working out fine. All this running around, parents going crazy, you know, driving kids here and doing this and kids being involved in all of this. It gives the impression it's, it's all going fine. And, and the teacher said until about their sophomore or junior year in high school. And that's the time when they get their driver's license and... They get their freedom, and they need to escape the stress. And then with the car, that temptation and the bad things are just so close. Sophomore or junior year in high school, that's when the the students start to realize that their GPA and their AP scores are going to make a difference for thousands of dollars of scholarship monies. And whether they get them or whether that falls through their hands. There's a lot of pressure out there. And, and I don't know, but I bet that a lot of us had parents who, if they didn't tell us, they, they gave us the impression when we were going through those tough times in, in high school and stuff, well, I got through it. You should be able to get through it too. And, and if that was you back then and stuff, I, I just want you to think about uh, just how helpful was that for you? You know, I want you to know it's not helpful today either. Parental pressure and everything is super intense today. We see all these psychology reports and different magazines and things on the news. And it's like, got to be careful if you say no to your kids. You know, mess them up. And so, in fact, we sometimes have difficulty saying no to our kids, don't we? And sometimes when we say no to our kids, our kids know that that no just means just keep on nagging on them and they'll finally give in. Sometimes when we say no, potential anyway, if we say no, our, our kids are going to go, well, you're the worst parent ever. And we don't want that, right, on a lot of different levels. And so we try to avoid that. But when they say that, it's pure emotion and not fact. It's coming from a sense of entitlement as opposed to a sense of emancipation where they get the freedom of having real boundaries and parameters in their life. I know that that I've shared this story with with some of you before when I was doing some campus ministry here in Milwaukee. One of our campus ministry students uh, was held up at gunpoint at uh, his back door. Uh, Thankfully, he was not injured physically. He recovered well emotionally and and all of that, too. Uh, The police were on the scene really quick after that. They they did a phenomenal job. There was a dragnet over the east side uh, when that happened of the police officers. And within a couple of hours, they caught the 16-year-old armed robber. I remember watching the news. Uh, The 16-year-old's mother was on the news. And she was devastated. She was crying. I don't know why he did this, she said. I gave him everything he ever wanted. I know why he did it. 
Do you? Because she gave him everything he ever wanted. And he thought then that whatever he wanted, it was okay for him to have. He didn't learn anything about boundaries or self-respect or respecting others. As we have our, our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews, our, our neighbors and things like that, and, and we, we go into this, the whole realm of, of punishment and discipline, it's important for us to keep in mind the differences, right? Punishment is about the past. It's about my anger, and it always results in fear and guilt and more anger. Discipline is about the future. It's about my love, and it always results in security. And so for those of you who are parenting and things like that, keep that in mind. Discipline is about the future going forward. It's about your love, and it's about the security of having parameters and boundaries in place that are healthy. So as we look at this word today, this teaching, one of the key things is, is what it's teaching is, is don't compartmentalize God's word and God. Not to a day, let alone just an hour. May God and his word a part of your day-to-day lives and conversations wherever you go. If you're on the way to practice, if you're on the way home from practice, if you're on the way to the play, to the park, or the way home from the play, and the park. When the screen is going on, that's a good time to talk about God. What's going on there? And communicate back and forth. For us here this morning, we, we've kind of got a, a, an easy softball pitch going on for a lot of us. Our, our kids are in victory kids, some of them. And so when they come home today, right after church, they're going to have a piece of paper with them. It's going to talk about what they talked about. You talk about what they talked about with them. Look at the sheet. Engage with them. Feel free to share with them what we were talking about. For our confirmation kids, we have confirmation later tonight. When they come home tonight from confirmation, they're going to have like four pages uh, of worksheets. Talk with them. What did you learn? What did you struggle with? What's this mean to me? What's it mean to you? When they have memory work, And for the confirmation kids, just so you know, there is a quiz tonight, hint, hint, okay? When they have memory work, parents, feel free to jump in and learn with them. That's okay. Tonight, Quest, our our teenagers are going to meet, and and I want you to know, uh, I know that Mark's going to be there, and I think Naomi might be there, and I'm not sure if John, too, and few. They've got a great lesson They have a great lesson. I know what it's about. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. You find out by asking your kids. And I just want you to know, if you have high schoolers and you ask your kids what they learned in Quest, you might have to make some adjustments in your life. It's okay. You know, I I don't know if it's true for you. I I hope so, because if it's not, I'm going to be really embarrassed up here. Uh, But I've learned a whole lot from little kids. Have you? And I have a feeling... I'll learn some more before it's all over. As we look at this, this reading from this morning from Deuteronomy chapter 11, again, it's, it's a lot of law. That's what Deuteronomy means, the second giving of the law, 
Okay, and, and so as we look at this, I don't know, I, I shared some of my big-time parenting fails with you, yeah, and, and maybe you have some of those fails too. And as we look at these words, you know, fix these words on your hearts and minds, talk about them when you go along the road. Uh, when we look at that, I don't know, maybe we feel like, I really blew it. Uh, I'm a failure, and I messed my kids up. Well, your kids aren't messed up because they're growing up in spite of you too, right? And God didn't mess up. Remember who gave us the words of Deuteronomy 11? God did. And and check this out. God knew that you and I were going to fail when he gave the words. He wasn't trying to be mean to us. What he was was showing us was the right way and that when we failed, that his hope was that you and I would go back to him for comfort and strength and guidance and love and forgiveness. Because you see, God wants to impress upon us that our salvation is not based on our parenting skills, but it's based on what Jesus has done for us. And that's fixed, And that's accomplished, and it's already done. So here's a thing, too, right? For for parents and kids today, for all of us, the big thing is our identity. Where do you get your identity? Are you getting your identity by the way you parent, by the opportunities that you give your children? Are you getting your identity from the things that you're involved in, the things that your kids are involved in, your title, whatever that might be? You know, the, we're going to struggle and we're going to have a lot of stress until we understand the truth, and that is that our identity is found in God. We're His kids. Second service, Henry Van Lannen is going to be baptized, and that means his identity is going to be wrapped up and connected to Jesus in baptism. Same for many of us here. Right? Galatians 3 says, So in Christ Jesus, you're all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So does anyone know the perfect parent? I do. God, our Heavenly Father, is the perfect parent, even after he had kids. Uh, And and even after we have failed, he never fails. And and when we fail and we fall down and and we scrape our knees and get bruises on our, our elbows and when our spirits are crushed and our souls are broken, God is right there bending down to pick us up. All of us, no matter who we are, all of us, we need a God-sized hug. And more than that, we need God to hug us. Isaiah 40 says of God, he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And in Zephaniah chapter 3, it says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. So let's pray. Lord God, as, as we come to you this morning, let us hear you sing. Let us hear you rejoice over us. Lift us up with your love 
and lead us to praise you for being our great and all-sufficient God. Thank you, God, for making us your children, uh, for making our children your children. We ask, Lord, that, that you would help, the, help us have your word abound in our lives so that we can tell the next generation, whether that's our kids or our neighbor's kids or whoever that might be. Thank you, God, for being the perfect parent. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.